All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host. And our special guest is a second episode with Brendan Roberts. Brendan is a cannabis horticulturalist and development specialist. He is the chief horticulturalist for Ganja Papa, and he's out of British Columbia, Canada. Now, in the last episode, in part one, <clears throat> we were talking about Brendan's perspective on cannabis, and it is quite profound, actually. And it's not uncommon for what I from what I have encountered with many people who have uh, spent a good portion of their life in the cannabis industry, either as a patient or as somebody providing products to patients. And that kind of care is noticeable, especially when it's real sincere. So we wanted to we wanted to talk about some other subjects that we weren't able to get into the last five or 10 minutes of the previous episode. And so now these subjects, we're going to be talking about what we believe. And I want to ask the listeners if there's something that, you know, give us a listen, because I don't if you're listening to us right now, you obviously understand something about Brendan and me that's different about what you've been hearing from other things in other places. So please give us a listen, all right? Brendan, how you doing from British Columbia, Canada, my friend? Thank you for having me again on the podcast, Christianity Podcast, Miguel. I very much appreciate being here and, and, and hoping to provide a lot of you know, feedback and, and views and perspectives to our listeners. So it's been a, a snowy weather here in, in the central interior of the Caribou region of British Columbia. And, um, you know, we are covered already. This is the season and, you know, it can be pretty cold and we're soon to hit in the minus 20s coming up over the weekend. I'm feeling that front, not in the minus 20s like you are right now, but I'm in Tampa Bay and, and it's cold, man. It's getting cold. It is definitely the front that is bringing winter on. So right now we're recording this It's before Christmas in 2022. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about, because it's very appropriate for this time of season, but also it just happened this way. It, it, Brendan and I did not plan it this way. We just met, you know, this is how it happened. And uh, Brendan is, uh, he obviously is a professional marijuana horticulturalist. And he obviously has views about what he believes this life to be and meaning and purpose. And I think we all think about those things. And I think sometimes we believe wrongly about our purpose and our meaning and our value. And I think that people are all imperfect and people can, can commit abuses in the name of Christ and in the name of cannabis. And Brendan's father was a trafficker. Brendan, we, he didn't say this. He's in British Columbia, Canada right now. But if you listen to part one, he was born and raised in Dominica, which is an island nation off the coast of Venezuela. His father was a trafficker and was arrested and his mother was murdered shortly after that. And yet here he is a professional who's sharing and spreading a lot of love with people through a plant that we both believe to be made by God. Actually, I'm not sure. I believe, I believe, I think if I recall correctly, you do believe that, correct, Brendan? 100%. All right. And uh, what we didn't get to answer or talk about in the last episode was Brendan's understanding of who the person of Jesus Christ is. So that's my question to you right now, Brendan. Well, thank you, Miguel. As we said that um, we know that in Genesis, God brought forth all the greens and, and, and the plants of the earth to pretty much provide food and medicine for the animals and humans that inhabited the earth which he created. And in having a, a thorough understanding going into um, who Jesus is or in terms of, of, of my background growing what? up, Go ahead. Well, hold on. We, we got a little bit of that. We got the background. We got the background. Do you want to give some background right now to, to refresh people? 
because well, yeah. it's a pro, it's a profound for, background. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. For new listeners, you know, growing up, I was born into a Rastafarian family. You know, I later was brought into the Christianity faith by my great grandmother, and 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 later on, after um, in my early twenties, seeking further knowledge, I essentially converted into um, the Hebrew Israelite doctrines. And, 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 and we will share a few sentiments about that. We know that, for example, under the Christian doctrine, um, there is a Messiah. And, and, and that Messiah came to do a, a number of things, to spread world peace, you know, bring people together and, and, and allow the earth to flourish in the way that appeases him, not the way that appeases men, you know? And for Christians, that Messiah is Jesus. You know, for when we look in the Hebrew Testament or the, or, 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 or the doctrines that were prescribed, that individual that is called Jesus in, in, in the Christianity doctrine, we call him Yeshua. Benosef. And, 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 and the reason that he's given this sort of special name and when converted from Hebrew to, to, to the Christian doctrine is that in the Hebrew alphabet, there is no J. There is no J in the Hebrew alphabet. So we could not have come up with, 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 with words like Jesus back then. And, and, but later on in, in, in finding the doctrine that, that, that the same thing that Yahshua came to do is pretty much All right, sorry. He, like we were talking about, there's a major front coming down from Canada and the United States and we had a little uh, technology freeze up. So we were back. Brandon was talking about uh, the Hebrew language. So in the Hebrew language, there is no alphabetical letter J, meaning that in the old Hebrew ancient texts, we could not have came up with name, names like Jesus. So Yashua's Benosef, his exact sort of testament and, and of the Hebrew doctrine is very similar to, to Christianity. And what led me, because I was a Christian first and foremost, what led me into believing majority as well of the Hebrew doctrine as I go along is that I'm from the Caribbean region. And when I tried to understand how our people got to the Caribbean region, it led me to discover our history. We were brought into the Caribbean region as slaves taken from Africa and brought into the Caribbean region so that our ancestors could have planted sugarcane, grew coffee, grew cocoa to supply Europe um, at the time, because these countries, they did not have many resources in terms of, of land where they could grow um, tropical foods that is needed for, um, to live in the colder climates more comfortably. So in terms of coffee, you won't get coffee to grow in, 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 in the temperate and, and, and cold regions. So the slaves were brought into the Caribbean from Africa. And, and one of the main drivers was Christianity. We, you know, we we're gonna enlighten the savages and we we're gonna bring in terms of the, the, the teachings and doctrines to the savages, so it's okay to enslave the savages. And, and, and we can go back all the way to um, Ephesians 6, verse 5 to 8, where Paul said, Slaves, be obedient to your human masters with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ which is Paul instructing slaves to obey their master. 
So when we look, and, and there are similar accounts as well. So when we look, it led me to believe that if Jesus is coming to save us and, 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 and heal us in the world and stuff, I don't believe Jesus is going to stand for, you know, the inhumane, injustice, um, treatment, because when, when we learn about you know, the upbringing of Jesus and, and, and when he met his disciples and he met, you know, in terms of Matthew and the others. And, you know, they said, Jesus, we are fishermen, you know, and, and, and you know, you're asking us to follow you, but, but that's our livelihood. And he said, don't, don't worry, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And, 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 and these are the, the, the resounding sort of, inspiration that we look forward to because here Jesus is asking his disciples to follow him and he will double their blessings 10 times fold you know and 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 and, and that's what allowed you know men and followers to 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 believe you know in in the historic account and accord of of, of what took place but as the journey go along and we saw in terms of me seeking information and combing the Bible and, 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 and seeing accounts, it led me to believe that, you know what, some parts could have also been played to, to, to service the appeal of what was happening in the era of the time. And okay, I, now when you say some parts, are you thinking some parts that were written in the New Testament? It could be- Or translated. Translated for okay. translation. Okay, that's yeah. cause there's because there's a there's a difference between the intent of the writer and the intent and of the, the translator. One hundred percent, because we have different accounts throughout history. Before Christ, then you had after Christ, then you also had the slavery era, which took was abolished in the 18th century. We you know which occurred all the way probably from the we should we should we should say the legal slave yeah. industry well, was abolished. Yeah. Yeah, legal slave industry was abolished in, I believe, in the 18th century. So, and I say that because I say that because Brendan, I, I slavery still alive. Slavery still well, alive. Modern, modern slavery. Yeah, yeah modern. It, it's, slavery. It's, yep, it's it's a different. And there's there's multiple forms of it, and and that's why I say that. One hundred percent modern. We call it the modern slavery era. You know, but but physical slavery where. Um, somebody had a whip on your back, and and and, and you could get lynched. In broad daylight, yes. um, these, were the, these were the account on, on, on the American continent, you know, and, and, and uh, in terms of, of, of slaves were not allowed even after the abolishment of slavery to even have economic communities that could thrive. Remember Tulsa was burnt down to the ground? The first um, economic sort of community after, uh, after slavery. You said Tulsa, um, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Yep. After after slavery, where where they congregated and tried to build their own society to uplift their own people, these communities were destroyed. Um. um we have prevalent today. Uh, we have witnessed so many, in terms of of, of 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 racism, which for us as God people, God is about people. God is not about color. God is not about class. God is not about creed. God is about people. And, and, and God hasn't provided no human being more leverage and authority over another. In his eyes, we are all equal. I agree. I agree. And, 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 and these are some of the, the, the fine principles that allowed me to now see from a, a world's perspective, from where I brought up, looking at how I came from where I brought up the history and, 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 and how these events takes place and, and, and moving now into a, a new continent. And predominantly every three, one in three person that I would have met where I grew up was a Christian. That's in Dominica, right? Yes. Okay. And, 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 and the population of Dominica at the time was, was roughly about how much? 70,000. Okay, 70,000, that's right. You know, however, when I migrated to Canada, I met the most atheists that I've met in my life. 
you know um christianity probably one in every six of seven person that you met might be be or still be a christian which allowed me to see that it was very different from the society which i grew up where you know it was heavily christian based and 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 in a wider population and, and larger society um it led me to see there were less even less people believing on a per capita number basis within the christian faith you know what age were you, what age were you when you when you went to canada again 26 26 okay but i always say that growing up under the christian doctrine you know it, it it allowed me as well to also shield myself from a lot of danger where the basic principle you know you are your brother's keeper you know the basic principle of of of, of sharing and caring the basic principle of of humanity and and these are some of the inherent perspectives that ultimately shaped the being of of who i am today and you know i always say in in many different um groups of people or or or, or races all over the the um the earth we all believe in in one god that one god might be different um probably different names but when you look at the characteristic makeup, it all pretty much boiling down to, 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 to the similar sentiments that Jesus has been spoken, speaking about since the, the beginning of time. So, but, we, okay, go ahead. I, I, I wasn't sure if you were done. That was a nice part. See, we, but the video is different with video. You know what I mean? You and I can see each other's expressions on our faces and there's an exchange there. And uh, and maybe I will go to video in the future, but right now, I, I I apologize for interrupting, Brendan. Please continue. But we continue to remain divided, although we have one sort of of common good where we want to care for humanity, we want to uplift humanity. You know, we want to protect Mother Earth and Mother Nature, and and. Because we know that this is the, 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 the land that God provided us with. You know, and, 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 and should we allow it to go to hell in a handbasket? You know, or should we voice our concerns? You know, let me ask let me ask you about this. What do you think about this world? Is this world, do you believe this world has fallen, or do you think this world is the way it's supposed to be when it was first made? This world has gone and drifted a very long way from where the Messiah wants us to be and where we might be heading. Now, where do you think that that where do you think that fork in the road took place? But I tell you, I think I think my thought is that fork in the road took place when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Instead of the tree of knowledge, instead of the tree of life. Well, that's 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 where it started, right? You no, know, that's where it started. When back in the Garden of Eden, and Adam and Eve ate from that fruit, and from there, everything changed. Now, let me so, share this. With, let me share this with you, Brendan. Now, this is something that I believe about creation. <clears throat> I don't believe that Adam and Eve populated the earth. I do believe in Adam and Eve, yeah. Their names, Adam and Eve, yeah. But Dom, D-O-M, blood. Red blood, red blood, Dom. Obedi Dom. There's, there's, the name is throughout the Bible. There's, there's no denying that. So whether it's Adam or something with D-O-M in it, it means red-blooded creation, red-blooded human. So uh, in Genesis, they're made, and he says, be fruitful and multiply. And it says, and it was so. And it was good. It was very good. So being fruitful and multiplying, 
that's sex. That's procreation. That, that's sex before the fall of Eden. They're, they're, they're having children and they're populating the earth before the fall even happened. Now, I say this because I think a lot of denominations teach creation as if Adam and Eve, when the garden fell, that they created after the fall, after being spiritually separated, it was life and death. It wasn't about, it's not about being good or bad. It's about being alive or dead. There was a spiritual death when they chose to be the, the deciders of good and evil themselves. And with that, all the creation that, that all the, all the multiplication and all the multiplying and all the, all the creation that happened before the fall walked out into fallen creation. You get what you follow me on that? I, I don't think Adam and Eve started having populating the earth right after the fall of Eden. That doesn't make sense to me at all. It makes oh. sense for them to say, yeah. And God said, hey, sex is sex is for you. It is good. It's for you. And they said, and he said, be fruitful, multiply. And they said it was good. It was very good. And it was so. So that's why when I read it, when I read it, hold on, let me finish with one point, man. <laughs> when I read it, I'm looking at it. I'm going, oh, wow. They populated the earth before the fall. So when the fall happened, population walked out. Now we know that there's a bloodline for Jesus in the Hebrew bloodline, which is why Adam and Eve still matter, right? And the the uh, uh, Matthew goes over the genealogy of Jesus to Abraham. Luke takes it all the way back to Adam. And and that is where I I think that some people oh yeah Adam and Eve yeah they populated the whole earth yeah that's right that's gross and when I think about it like that too I'm kind of like yeah I get it but there's a lie that's being there, there's a truth that's being that's being kind of covered it's, and it's right there in text they populated the earth before the fall of Eden so that's what that's what I believe and so. That's the way I view it, you know, and I know not everybody's going to agree with that. And a lot of people are like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, like sex is dirty. No, no, sex isn't dirty. It's dirty if you think it's dirty. It's dirty if, if, if you make it dirty and that's to the person, right? So sex doesn't belong to the enemy, but we always say doing the nasty, right? We get the, we're, we're talking about these subjects because this is about life and death. We're people. This is sex is a big deal for people, period. And it's a gift. It's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift. And that's why I do see that that kind of teaching can really put burdens on people that don't belong there. So my, that's that's how I view it, Brendan. Go ahead, man. What, well, do, you, yeah, what do you think about that's, this? That's not a bad way to look at it at all. For me, I also think that um, there were people on earth before Adam and Eve came to um, God created Adam and Eve. You know, it's not now. What do you what do you, what do you what do you believe about that? Like, tell me more about that. Like, like yeah. who are those people? How did you like? What what do you think? I, be, I believe. Remember, there were always angels. There were always um, you know, societies like Sodom and Gomorrah. There were always um. They, that was after Adam and Eve. I thought that 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 really came sort of after. Yeah. But 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 Adam and Eve now come from what we call the Adamic family, which you refer to the bloodline. Yeah, you know, and 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 the Adamic family, obviously, if it was only Adam and Eve populated the earth, that means all of us came from the bloodline. And we're all that means we're all, you know, we're not Gentiles, all, right? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you yeah. did pick up on that. That's good. Exactly. The, rest of, the rest of the creation that walked out, they were the Gentiles. Exactly. Because you know what I'm saying? All, good. We also yeah. saw with uh, Moses and the Torah. When God decided to, to, to go to his chosen people, his chosen people rejected him. And he turned to the Gentiles instead of his chosen people. Well, the, the chosen people did it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a, a all or none. Because his I disciples, know. his disciples were he his disciples were Hebrew. But, and, and so there were there were definitely Hebrew followers. It, it's the leaders, most of the leaders, because there were leaders that believed in him in secret. And they're also leader in because they didn't want to be but a large majority. I'm looking at the large majority. And I agree. And Brendan, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying sometimes uh, and the reason why I bring it up is because sometimes we say all 
always, never. It, they're, they're, they sound very absolute, right? And that's not what I, I and, and that's why I just want to make sure that I'm clear when I'm understanding that it wasn't that all the Hebrews did not believe in Jesus because he was a Hebrew and his even his own brothers eventually believed in him, but they didn't at first. Oh, 100%. But what we're saying, the large majority of people, they failed to believe and follow which allowed him to turn to the Gentiles. But uh, now, when you say turn to the Gentiles, what are you thinking of in Scripture? Like, I, I know there's some parts, in, I know there, I know there's some, there's some, there's some pieces and passages in Scripture where he he speaks directly to the Gentiles. Yeah. But I want to know what you're thinking of when you think yeah, of. So it. I'm thinking, if 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 the Messiah decided, you know what, we're coming to save these people, and these people are gonna be the role model. Um, for other people to spread the world so that they can be under one covenant. However, he saw that the more he tried, the more these people, his own people, push him away. A majority of, 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 of the people that he come, came to deliver. So there was no secret why the Israelites went to over 400 years of, of slavery. You know, and, you speak, okay. So, so you're going, okay. So you're going back to, you're going back to pre, you're going back to pre Moses then too, right now. Okay. So you went, so we're going back to the old covenant. All right. So we're talking about the old covenant now when, when uh, so you're talking about when Joseph, so basically Isaac had 12 sons, right? 12 sons. No, no, I'm, I'm not sorry. Isaac, Jacob, 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 because his name was termed to Israel. And uh, Joseph was the second to youngest son. And his father had an, a, a strong affection for him. And his older brothers were jealous. And Joseph ran his mouth about it. Joseph was like, you know, to a degree, you got to figure, we're, they're children, right? I got three boys, man. I got three boys. <laughs> I go, I take them to school and pick them up from school. I, I see them, I talk to their buddies. It's just kids stuff. It, it's this what kids do. But we also mimic it as adults in different ways. So Joseph's rubbing his brother's face that his dad's do, that their dad is doing nice stuff for him. And they're like, we're sick of this. Kill him. They're that sick of it. They're so sick of it that they're just like, we're going to kill this guy. And the older brother, I think it was Reuben, or I think it was Reuben. You remember Reuben or Judah? Says, don't. Don't kill him. Put him in that pit. And then they find some Ishmaelites who are driving by. They sell him and we'll, we'll trick dad. And that's exactly what they did. Now, the crazy thing about this, the reason why this one comes up in my mind, because this is crazy. That's his family. And when he's up on this and he's up, he's up on the, he's being sold right there. And it says the Lord was with him. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't feel like it. Right? Well, I'm sure he didn't feel like it. So you brought, so in Joseph is a type of Christ. And this is the bigger reason why I'm bringing it up. So, okay, you're nodding your head. Yes. All right, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, and, Brendan. And, and, and these stories, we see it in present day. We see multiple families with multiple siblings. We see jealousy among siblings. You know, we can revert even back to the time of when Cain killed Abel. You know, we have seen brothers and sisters kill each other on, 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 in, in this dispensation in, in earth. So uh, all of the account that has taken place in prehistoric times, we, we, we're seeing remnants of them today, which tells us that these stories and, and scriptures, they are not far-fetched. You know, they, 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 they almost, they, they, they are, we see them permeate through our societies. In all, I, the I I agree. I agree, and it's something so it's so crazy to see to think that these things are so foreign. You know what I mean? So most people most people tend to get the view, you know, these are fiction. This is um, but but when you really, if you really sit, listen, reflect, and and and, and look at present day society. And look at the accounts back then. You definitely see that it what's was told has increased in so much greater quantities today. And 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 probably 
it, it's a fact that we continue to remain divided as a people. Hmm. Rather than coming under one covenant, rather than probably joining the Holy Trinity, rather than in terms of uniting under one unified umbrella and, 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 and try to see how well we can solve humanity's problem. We might not be able to fully do it, but working together is a source of inspiration for even the future generations. Despite our belief, despite our race, despite our color, you know, just, just, just togetherness. And, and, and I'm longing to see when we as a people can all unite together and, and, and will it ever happen? And, and, and can we? Because the issues that affect different races are the same issues that affect all people. And, and for example, look at the liberation of, of, of women in North America that has been stemmed and championed by the North American women to, to, to voice and, and, and extend it to the concerns of, of the rest of the world to allow um, the, the greater population in women to have probably more access to education. If the young lady decides she doesn't want to stay home to be a housewife and she wants to go and, and, and become a doctor, who are you? Or a horticulturalist. Or a horticulturalist, oh, Brandon. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I thought of? You know what I yeah. thought of when you said that? In episode one, you were you were saying, and, and Dominica, I said, how did you, because you were talking about the, the, the agriculture in Dominica. It's very mountainous. And then we were talking about that before we hit it, before we hit record last time. And, and I did, I was down there with the Coast Guard getting, getting, uh, getting, we were, we were working with the nations for getting them prepared for World Cup cricket 2007. So that's why I was there. I don't, I didn't do any law enforcement with the Coast Guard. I, I never have. I, that wasn't my desire. So we're there, we're, we're training them on how to run an operation center. And we went swimming, we went snorkeling, and it was amazing to see like mountain go right into the ocean and go super deep right away, not like a graded beach. And we were talking about that and you're like, yeah, it's not a very easy place to, to, to be a farmer, <laughs> not a very easy place to be a farmer at all. And well, you're talking about the jobs that were, the jobs that were being uh, spoken of as jobs that people look up to. Yes. Doctor is one of them. Doctor and lawyer is one of them. And I was like, what about horticulturalists, Brendan? You're a horticulturist, man. You're an example for all the people who don't want to be doctors or lawyers, but want to have something to give in a very powerful and meaningful way. So I sorry to digress there, man, but I heard that and I had to bring it up. 100% and very good point as well, because over 70% of women in the developing world provide the developing world with food. They feed the developing world population, not the men. Over 70%, I'll repeat, of women provide majority of the food for the developing world in the developing world because majority of them make up small farm, farmers' holdings. And they make up a large majority of almost 70%. So women has always played a strong role in agricultural development, horticultural development, and, and global development on a large scale. We have also seen in development when women are employed in development, they are movers and shakers when it comes to the statistics of development, particularly in respect to the growth of the gross domestic product as well as the growth of the gross national product. So it, 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 the numbers and big data, they don't lie. And, 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 and it's on this basis, I'm pro-development as well. And it's on this basis, I support women in cannabis. I support women and cannabis. And I always tell men, if you're buying cannabis from women, pay them fairly. You know, because women have voiced their concerns to me as well in the in the cannabis industry, in horticulture. 
They have spoke of the misogyny. You know, they have spoke about getting paid less for having the same experience or even more than their male counterparts. It's still people. The business, the, the interaction and the exchange of products and goods are different, but it's still people. Yeah. Now, the idea that I get what you're saying. People are like, yeah, but cannabis, cannabis is supposed to be about love. It's supposed to be about helping people. Jesus is about that as well. People hijack these things and they create abuses out of them. 100%. The same way men may experience mental health problems, women are also experiencing mental health problems. Cannabis is a solution for both genders. Even women through their menstru menstrual cycle and, and, and through chronic pains, cannabis also helps them. So I'm not here to disenfranchise women in the industry. Oh no, we're getting we're, we're getting down to the second part of this question. You're you're finished, you're wrapping up number one. I haven't lost track yet, Brendan. Don't worry. Go ahead, man. I know you haven't either. So we we definitely have to to continue to grow the industry. We need inclusivity as well, and 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 we cannot not call on our Christian sisters. You know what's funny when now I, I inclusivity I agree with. It's funky when it's mandated by a government though. And I understand the purpose of it. You're of African descent. I'm of half Mexican descent. We look different. I understand the need for affirmative action. I don't think they should get rid of it because it still happens. It still happens. And uh, sorry, man, go ahead. But, but your point when we stem it and bridge it together, we look at also cannabis sovereignty. And, and, and the ability for um, independent communities and societies to help drive their cannabis initiatives in the way that they see fit to benefit their people, rather than, as you said, the government mandating, and, and you know, yeah. and what, what should happen, and then you see that the people are, are, are not major beneficiaries. And that, and that's the difference, and that's what's funky about it. It's different when. If the government says you have to do this, people will do it, but the heart doesn't have to be there. You can have the same result, but with the person experience it right in front of their face. You know, even and then, in, uh, and then, you can, then you can have somebody who's not, who's doing it without a government mandate. And I think that's what you're talking about. I think that's what you're getting at there, Brendan, is well, doing it from the heart without a government mandate. It was always done before. Look at, as you say, um, let's look at Mexico, for example. People like El Chapo. Oh, wait, hold I, on, hold on. Before we get into all that, because I don't want to talk about cartels and all that stuff, man. We still got to get down. We, you, we've got your understanding of, of who you think Jesus is, Messiah. Now, the, the follow-on question, and then we can get into all that stuff because it matters because of the way your parents, you know, it matters, man. I get it. I do. And it's serious. It's serious for you. I can, I can see it. And... I want to ask you this next question. Who is Jesus to you? And as I said, Jesus to me is the same as the Messiah for all the other races of people in the nations, different nations. He's the Messiah. He's a Messiah, you know? And, and, and at the end of the day, whether you believe it in, in, in Islam, you have a different... Um, person representing, whether you're in Hebrew, you have a, a different name representing, whether in Christian, his name is Jesus. At the end of the day, he is a Messiah that came to heal, unite, and spread love among us, the people. And, and, and we should not try to, to create too many, um, what I say, the more we create differences, the more we remain divided the more we work against collaboration. And, and we, in order to grow, we require collaboration. We require working together, you know? So I, I don't really like to always, um, in terms of, 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 of tell the other races what they believe in is false. Oh, I'm not I saying, I didn't, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not making a mandate. I'm well, just saying what do you believe. I'll tell you about this. Let me put it like this. Cause I, I, I and this is what's cool about it is that, we can believe something different and it's okay. But I, I believe in, in spirituality. 
You know, I don't believe, that's why I said there is a, a higher being and a higher power. However, for me, that name is Yeshua Benosef. So now there's Benosef, Benosef. What is it? We call him Elohim or El. Elohim. Okay, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Benosef is one, I may have heard it, but the Benosef sounds kind of new to me. It, it, why don't you explain that one to us? Yeah, it's it's pretty much in the old um, historic account court of the hebrew israelites the, the benosef part yes. of it, right okay yeah so it, it's it's the same as the messianic messiah he when looking at the, the 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 teachings and scriptures it's almost identical to jesus okay so you're saying the what you what you're what you're saying is that the the prophets who were prophesying about jesus in the old covenant the Jesus that was born in the new, um, the Jesus that we know of is the same person. That's what you're saying. I agree. And I agree. And so here's, there's the way I view it, man. I believe, and, and I've, I've gotten to the point where it's kind of like, wow, you know, he is who he says he is. I am who I am. And he okay. loves me the way he says he loves me. And that's all the way. And that is, uh, it's amazing when he says that when 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 his disciples are saying, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? What do we have to do to work the works of God? What do we have to do? You know, they want to do something, right? And this is what's kind of cool about how you and I have come to do this is it's it's just meeting you, period, Brendan. And and then he said, the doing is believing. And that changes everything. Now that's the way I view Christ. That, like, so when I see that, when I when I'm when when I had that that understanding, it was wow. He's really different than every other religion that's out there, because every well, other religion tells me that I got to work my way in, I got to earn it. You you know what I believe as well, as you brought up that very important point. To me, he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And and and, and 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 that's the that's the feeling that the believers can sort of connect with, you know. Um, he's there without being there, and that's why we call him a, great, a greater spirit, a greater being. You know, yes, he came into mortal form to um, interact with us mere mortals. However, he encompasses what we mere mortals can do. And we have to respect that. I mean, I know that some of us in, in today's world, you have a lot of people believe that they are gods, but we're just mere mortal. You know, when you say that they are gods, are you thinking of like Christian denominations that say, yeah, you're, you're, we're like little gods? Because I've heard that crazy crap too before. Is that what you're thinking? He's nodding his head. Yes. yes. I've heard that crap before too. I'm like, oh my gosh. And there's a part in the scripture where. Um, <clears throat> Blasphemy. Jesus says to them, is it not written? They are gods. And he's using that. I think people have used that in a way that says, yes, we are gods. Like it's a, it's a affirmation of yes. They, 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 they interpret that as Jesus just affirmed that I am a living, walking God right now. And that stuff gets taught. It's kind of strange to me, but then I go back to creation. I look at Genesis and I'm like, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because now remember Lucifer said, no, he doesn't want you to eat that fruit because he knows that when you eat it, you'll be like him. They were already like him because they were already made in his image. The fellowship was, the, the closeness was already there. There was no separation at all. There was no fallenness. But the deception, the deception was, you're not like him. But if you do this, you, if you do, not believe, but if you do this, if you eat this, you will be like him. And that is a fundamental principle. Yeah, he's nodding his head. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Very correct. I have a hard stop at, 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 at 11 PST okay. time. All right. You're absolutely correct. Um, Lucifer also was one of God's 
highest angels. He's one of the archangels, right? Yes, yeah. And 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 therefore, when he got banished from heaven, he decided, you know what? He's going to try to convince Adam and Eve that they can have equality like God. Right. And it's a trap. It's a trap. And this is why I'm surprised that the denominations are teaching people, yeah, you're little gods. It's like crazy, man. It's nuts. So, and we all know that the magical supreme powers that we have heard of, most of us have felt in our lives through the scriptures, through the Bible, through prayers. We know that we, we cannot be like God. You know, and, and, and what God is pretty much trying to tell us is just follow my teachings and, and you will inherit the kingdom where you live in milk and honey. You know what? Now I, now I see now I, I get what you're saying there, man. But I also I also want to offer this because he's saying. When his disciples were like, what do we have to do? And they were, they were kind of mean sometimes. Like they didn't like blind people and they didn't like kids. But they were cool with tax collectors and prostitutes. Right? Check it out now. Check, the, check this out. Tax, blind people. Blind folks. Jesus, Jesus, give me my sight. It says the disciples were telling them to be quiet. Stop bothering Jesus. Leave him alone. And then Jesus says, no, bring him over here. Gives him his sight. The children, the parents who said, go run up. They're trying to bring their children to Jesus. And the disciples are saying, keep them away. Don't let them come up. Stop bothering the man. And he says, you do not even know what you're talking about. The kingdom of heaven is made up of children like this. Well, hold on, man. So the disciples got it all wrong sometimes, man. It was crazy. It just blows my mind that these things sometimes, sometimes get overlooked and it ends up putting a weight on people that was never meant to be there. Well, you see it in present day. Um, not everybody that are wrong you that might be clapping and cheering you, that might even be believing in you. And, and, and that, that, that's essentially what it's saying. And that's why... Oh, is it what it's... it's, it's no, that's, that's, see, that's a little bit different. I think it's because the disciples didn't have an understanding of who Jesus is at the foundation of their core. Well, foundation of their being well it comes to the same thing they didn't believe at the foundation at first right it comes in pieces it, it comes in pieces so it's like you know and that's why uh, that's why jesus told them bring the blind man i'll give him back his sight because he knew for him to be able to convince them they have to see it before their very eyes what average men cannot do and 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 when he told them well there are so many people to get fed here and, and, and just bring me a loaf of bread and five fish. We'll feed the multitudes. So, so that, that's to denounce that we as average men, mere mortals, we're not gods. We're human beings. Yes, we have a soul, we have a heart. And, and, and at the same time, we experience all the range of emotions and so that comes along with it. But there is something special about being a God, being a higher power, being a supreme being. Even it, 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 it's, it's beyond our humanly capabilities. It's a wild life, man. It's a wild life. It's a really wild life. All right, Brendan, I want to respect your time, man. So uh, how much time we got? How much time we got, man? Five minutes. Five minutes. All right, let's use it. Let's use all five of it. So... Jesus is Messiah to you. you. You see him and view him as Messiah. And and uh, you're in British Columbia, Canada right now, 2022. And you're a cannabis horticulturalist and you're doing some fantastic stuff that I see on. I see the pictures of it. I see the content you're posting. Talk to me about what you, how you view cannabis and creation in the, in, in the context of what we just talked about. You know, we're talking about creation and Jesus, human beings. 
the earth was created and it was good. These things were yielding things for human beings that were good. And then when, then when the, then the separation happened, Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, spiritual death took place. Jesus said, now you got to work. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're going to eat, you're going to sweat now. In other words, you just invited sin, death, and condemnation into your existence. And, uh, I still view now some people say, oh, yeah, cannabis is the devil's lettuce or, oh, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was a cannabis plant. You know, I don't even, you know, how people can even try to think that they know this blows my mind. You know, you, I don't think anybody could ever say, yes, the tree of life was cannabis or the tree of knowledge of good and evil was cannabis or psychedelics or whatever. This is kind of like, I don't think it was any of those things, but I think those things were made and continue to grow the way they do because they can be useful to human beings. I will say yeah, with my, I would say with my final thoughts that when we look at going against the teaching of God, we saw that societies like Sodom and Gomorrah, they got a lot of diseases. They got a lot of, of, of plagues, you know, that is, um, unsatisfactory for us human beings that, that that brings on death that brings sorrow and 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 when we look now into the modern text we, our societies filled with aids filled with hiv sexual transmitted diseases chronic illnesses and pains um so we we we, we death, have all, all those things all those things point to death and that's what i'm saying it's like that all those things before the fall did not exist However, however, cannabis is a plant that helps and soothe yes. with a lot of these um, instances to, to, to alleviate the suffering, to alleviate the pain. And in some instances and cases in terms of cancer, even cure. So it, it, it's, it's still God working miracles through cannabis. Amen. Because, I agree. I agree. Well, it's creation. It's a part of creation. He made it. It's a part yeah. of creation. I agree, man. I, amen. And, 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 and when it was historically stigmatized and alienated, it was not God who did that. It was we men who chose to do that. People. Yep. People. Fallen people. All so, right, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll leave you on this note and, and, and it was thank you again for having me on, on, on the podcast and, and the listeners. Hope this segment was entertaining and I look forward to the next one. I think it was more than entertaining. I think it was meaningful. I, I hope people, you know, I hope if you, I hope you're whosoever, whosoever believes. Ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to understand. Amen. Amen. All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres. I'm your host. And our special guest is Brendan Roberts. He is the chief horticulturist at Ganja Papa. He's out of British Columbia, Canada, born and raised in Dominica, island nation off of Venezuela. His father was a trafficker, was arrested and imprisoned shortly after his mother was murdered. And here he is. Alive and full of life in 2022. Thank you all very much for listening. Love you.